Hello and welcome to the sixth official PC Gamer UK podcast. And joining me today in PC Gamer Towers, oh, I'm I'm Ross Afton, your editor, by the way. Hello, sorry, I nearly forgot. And joining me today are hello, I'm Tim, deputy editor. Thank you. And also Tom Francis, master of stealth and writer <laughs> and writer and John Hicks. Master of Microsoft, and also writer. <laughs> yes, a new addition to the PC Gamer uh, podcast team today, Mr. John Hicks. John, what's your what's your current title? I, I, I keep losing track. They promote you so quick. Well, you know, I'm just that awesome. Um, <laughs> I am editor of Microsoft Projects. At that's my wow. kind of wow. day t- daytime identity. So, but, so uh, by, by, in, by night I'm just a games writer. You're involved with fight crime. With, uh, also fight crime. Windows Vista magazine and Windows XP magazine. Yes. But most importantly, of course, writer of Play Faster in, in the wonderful. Absolutely. Yes. And cult favourite Play Faster. Yeah. <laughs> and all round, yeah, all round gentleman. All round gentleman, fine fine fellow. Um, so here we are. This is the sixth podcast. We're doing really well. How, how are these podcasts going down, by the way? Does anyone know? I really like them. We like them. We don't know how any how many are being downloaded because we don't have any record of it. So no. it could be um, listened to by four people or four million, and we'd we have no way of telling. The things we can tell are how many people have dug it, which is about five. Okay. Uh, how many people have listened to it whilst running the Last FM Audio Scrubbler plugin, which is about seventeen, okay. and I think that's about it. So about twenty-two. Yeah. Well, it hello, be, all of you. No, they could be friends. overlapping, actually. It could just be 17. Okay, hello, all <laughs> 17. It should be pointed out that Mark Kermode's very good film podcast, um, the BBC one, only has about four digs, so we're better than that. <laughs> we are better than Mark Kermode's film podcast. Suck yes. it down, Kermode. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so here we are, and um, we're going to have a look at the charts, as usual. Uh, Tim, why don't you tell us what's in charts? Are we going to do the top five again? Uh, we don't do the top five because it's so boring. Okay. What are we going to do? Like our favourite uh, games? I'm just going to read out the name of five games that I quite like. This isn't yeah. anything to do okay, with so us. In, in, <laughs> exactly. In, in, in our favourite first place is... Uh, Oblivion. Because I've been playing it and it's brilliant. And no one but, said... On. <laughs> Where's Oblivion in the charts? Well, it's, it's actually at number uh, 15 at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> do you know Tim said It's me? good that it's still so. It is. And, and Tim said to me 20 minutes ago, he said... Hey, I'm playing Oblivion. It's really great. Why didn't anybody tell me? <laughs> if only and someone had reviewed it. The whole office just kind of looked at him with an expression of contempt on its face. You don't really expect me to read Tom's 15,000 word essays about it, do you? Yes, I do. It was okay. cut down. <laughs> okay. I mean, it is great that it's still selling. How, 18 months, nearly? About uh, that? Easter last year? Yeah, certainly more than a year. Okay. Uh, at number two in our chart of games we quite like, uh, Supreme Commander. Excellent. I haven't played that yet properly. It's got robots in it. Have you tried it on your new PC, Tim? No. On the Pixel Fucker 3000? Yeah. Oh, man, my PC. I've built, I've built <laughs> a new PC. Only four minutes in. This is crazy. Uh, built a new PC. It's mega. Uh, long story about it, um, which we shall talk about later. Okay. Yes, because I, I want to ask about new PCs. <laughs> I can hardly wait. On because mine makes funny noises and it's about time it's uh, in the place. So does mine. Yeah. Uh, number three, uh, Civilization 4. Yeah, I'm not such a huge fan, to be honest. I'm confused. Where are these in the charts? <laughs> I have to okay. know how much they're actually selling. Uh, Supreme Commander is at number 17. Uh, <laughs> Civilization 4 is at number 11. Have we uh, got anything in the top 10 yet? No, as, not as well, is often the case. All the Sims expansion packs are up there. Uh, okay, uh, at number... Th- oh, we're on 4? Yeah. Uh, Sims 2 Seasons. <laughs> Please, <laughs> let's not do that joke again. Was not <laughs> do you have a joke for about the Sims? Uh, I've been racking my... I don't have a Sims 2 season joke. We've run out of jokes. How yeah. terrible. Let's move on. Um, and then number one what's our favourite game 
know. The tension started with number one. Yeah. I'm trying to work it out. <laughs> uh, Medieval 2, Total War. Yay! That's entirely Thrasher games. Hang on, no. Fuck it. Um, Stalker, Shadow of Chernobyl, number one. Okay. Because then we did a shooter in. All right, Stalker's quite good. I should probably play that. Yeah. yeah so uh, in the, uh, I'm going to talk a bit more about the new issue, as you can probably imagine. That it's, uh, um, it's got lots of interesting stuff in, but it's also got a very in-depth and a serious feature about Stalker in it, about how you know it's it's based on so much actually, so much of it actually is, is on real stuff and the uh, sort of general culture prevailing in um, in Ukraine. It's very With the interesting fact that um, all the people who worked on the Stalker film died of. Um, poisoning. All, the, all is a bit of a generalisation. Some, yes, it's some true. of those who were exposed to the. So, about the roadside picnic film. Yeah. Or the, okay. Which wasn't filmed in the Chernobyl zone, but a separate uh, ecological disaster elsewhere in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of defeats the object, doesn't it? If you're filming something in Chernobyl, let's not set in Chernobyl. That would be dangerous. The then film, you film somewhere else. The film was based on the book. The film, the film took place before the book, before the Chernobyl accidents actually took place. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, the whole roadside picnic thing is everyone says, oh, it's like Chernobyl, but actually it predates the whole disaster, doesn't yeah, it? It does. But do you mean and, it was this is set before then, or it was made before then? It was made before then. Yeah. Right? Made in the seventies, yeah. early eighties. But that's that's kind of what I was driving at while just waffling. Really, is that. Stalker isn't just about Chernobyl. Stalker is about so much more that has gone on in, in the former uh, USSR's kind of history and culture in terms of the way the landscape has just been destroyed by factories and, and not, just, not just nuclear plants, but so many other things. And, um, and, and men in enormous power armour. Yes. That's, that's, <laughs> that's pretty heavy duty. So this, <laughs> this, is, this is a kind of chin-stroking thing about the, the, the influence of communist Russia. Welcome to PC Game. We are the chin Yours. stroking. <laughs> yeah, you are. So we are getting, getting so we point out, there are some knob gags in there as well. So. Are there? Oh, good. Well, as, list, long, as long as you're keeping it real to that extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay, well, that, that was the charts. Excellent. That was the fictional charts. The fictional charts. <laughs> that was I some think games. Probably, probably next time we'll have to go back to the, the normal charts. Maybe yeah. the, maybe we'll have some good games next yeah. month. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can we do the best of forum next? Um, oh, crikey. Yes. All okay. right, then. I want to explain. We've got some... Because we want some new ideas to the podcast, we've got um, the best of forum where I've just selected three or four random posts um, from... When you say new ideas, didn't we just steal this from uh, one up? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um... <clears throat> Uh, so we're going to get Jonty to read them out because he's got the most interesting voice. Yes. Uh, Jonty, if you could read out who they're by, um, then I'll give a little background to the thread, then you can just read the post out. Okay, all right, let's okay. go. Right then, uh, Mr. Bain. Right, Mr. Bain is a soldier currently working in Iraq, and he's telling about some of his, his favourite stories uh, of what's been going on. Okay. We were out on RFS patrol to dominate the ground and around our main area of control one night and we had dismounted from our vehicles and had tabbed a few further k's further towards civilization. whatever that means. Down in the prone, scanning our arcs <laughs> using thermal sights and other night capabilities. Wow, all this high-tech chat, this is great. Loving we this. spotted something in the distance. Pan the Sophie sight into a <laughs> narrow field of view and there we had it, a donkey being fondled and... Hold on. <laughs> is this about games? Not it's really. not. And that well, sentence uh, ends you, with, you, by a man. <laughs> I'm not going to say the other... Can the, you scan the, the, ahead? The is, is, there, is there anything... Is it just about a man doing things to a donkey? Uh, yes. Should we skip ahead to the next <laughs> post? Tim? This appears to be... Best of the forum. Beast. Is that the best of the forum? That's the bestiality of the is forum. Is this our yeah. forum? Yeah, it's our forum. It's in MagTalk. Yes. This is in MagTalk. Yes. Beast- <laughs> bestiality shot through with incomprehensible military jargon is in MagTalk. Yeah. Did you do a like concept review? Welcome to, to PC, welcome to PC Gaming. <laughs> right. Why don't we skip ahead to the next uh, yes. next extract from Best of this, the This is from, and I believe this to be a pseudonym, Mr. O Prime. Uh, talking about Fallout. Right. 
Throughout the entire article on Fallout 3, I constantly read Megaton as Megatron. Tell me, should I seek help? Well, if your name's Mr. O Prime, probably not. You know, like, I yeah. can imagine that you're kind of a bit preoccupied. Yeah. Okay. Yes. The idea and of possibly get out more and in, indeed seek help, I, I, yes. I would uh, suggest. And this also, probably a pseudonym, um, is Kenny Rogers. If you can read his house as, as Kenny Rogers, I think that will really help. Um, I, don't, I, I can't do a Kenny Rogers voice, okay. unfortunately. Um, so what's he talking about? Uh, it's just some plain war. Frankly, after watching that video, I suspect him of a serious mental illness, possibly caused by parasitic worms eating his frontal cortex. Yes, I know his performance was intended to be a joke, but anyone with half a brain would have known it would look funny in the same way a crazed tramp waving his shirt around his head and growling would be. <laughs> What's the video? What are we talking about? Uh, I don't really know. Don't know do you? <laughs> I just oh, well. so you don't, so you just you just kind of pick, pick, pick out uh, license plates from other people. Searches, yeah. searches everything. I, I find okay. in, in this is out of context month in PC yes. gamers. <laughs> do, does anybody in your forum talk about PC games at all? Or? They don't tend to, no. No, not really. It's much more a kind of cinematic like unity. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, there's a theme developing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, <laughs> with, with features on sort of Soviet culture yeah. in PC games. Features on Soviet culture and bestiality and tramp fighting. Yes, and um, um, Decepticons. You're really yeah. taking this magazine in an interesting direction, guys. Thanks. The um, secret, if you want to find game talk in our forum, is go to game discussion. Ah. It's not no, so much I bet secret, you've never looked in there, have you? No. Because you kind of scan down the topic list and none of it says donkey porn or anything. <laughs> <else. laughs> unreadable, what am I wasting my how time? How great Ross is, you know, stuff like that. If it's not there, I'm not interested. Yes, you, you may, may find it easy just to stop going to the forum. If, uh, shall we, shall uh, we move on? Yes. Yeah, probably had. Yeah, no, no more um, donkey chat. Um, so the uh, new issue is out very soon, uh, 30th of August. I don't know when you're listening to this, but I imagine it's 28th. around then. Are we going to put this up on the 28th? Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, and you may have noticed that the cover is an exciting new game. Ultra Scoop, we call it. Um, not the game. That's what we call... Enormo exclusive. Enormo exclusive. It says on the box. Yeah. Which it is. Oh, does it? Oh, God, did I leave that in? Yeah. Oh, no. I took it out to the um, senior publishers and they said that's brilliant language, Ross. What, Enormo exclusive? Yeah. Oh, dear. Okay, anyway, the game. Anyway, the name of the game is Empire Total War. And, of course, it's from Creative Assembly and it's a sequel to... All those lovely other Total Wars, Medieval 2 and Rome and all that well, Can jazz. we just make that a bigger deal? Because this is going to be the first time anyone in the world is going to have heard of it. Has no, anyone got a trumpet? It's, it's going to be yeah. announced at Leipzig. Oh, which is, disaster! Which is a couple of days after we're talking, we're, we're talking right now. And it's probably a couple of days... Um, it's probably before. A couple, couple, yes, before you listen to this. So if you've been keeping your ear to the game, you might have heard about Empire Total War, but you won't have read a beautiful eight-page feature on it written by some fella called Tim Edwards. Hello. Hello. Um, and it's all very exciting. It's got pictures of boats in, and it's got pictures. <laughs> of, pi- pictures. I'm not buying it. So far. <laughs> Pic- no, this is big sell, news. Sell it, sell it harder. Right. Okay. Up. Big news for Total War fans. It's got boats in. And it's got a, a number of extravagant hats in it. Oh, the hats are outrageous. Um, I'm pretty sure. You see, I haven't played a lot of the Total War games, but I'm pretty sure they already have hats in. Yeah, but not like this. In games particularly. HDR, fully rendered, yeah. beautiful. Many we are totally. Hats. The gentleman's PC game. Particularly fine. boats. Okay, so the the deal is it's um, 1700s to 1820, uh, taking in not just Europe uh, or not just uh, the area around Europe, but almost the entire world to the extent that I think they're going to have to do the entire world. Um, well, Australia wasn't just was it? 
Australia was kind of they they talked about briefly and then moved the conversation quickly on. Mm. They're so, making up as they go along. I don't think well, yes, they are. Anything when, when we can get back to this. Um, but the idea is that you're going to be not fighting the powers of Europe in Europe, but fighting for uh, domination of the entire world via producing colonies. So the way they talked about it was during the Hundred Years' War between England and France, England and France very rarely clashed. What they were mostly doing is fighting in places like Africa and colonies in America, around Louisiana and, and those kind of areas. And so you'll be, you'll be doing all that stuff. Big news, uh, it's got boats in it, like I said, um, and boats fight. And so you can have kind of Napoleon <laughs> So there style. are explosions. I, I was just a bit worried that we're drifting into the realms of history lessons. Uh, it's got boats with explosions in it. So, Master and Commander, yes. Right. So it's a bit like that game, uh, yeah, the Rise and Fall, the Midway. Yeah, but good. Hey, I like Rise and Fall. That was a good game. Anyway, that was, was Rise and Fall the one where you could control a hero? Yeah, yeah you, you, you were a hero, so you were just running around on your boat kind let's, of thing. Let's not, let's not confuse things. It's nothing yes. like that game. It's, it's, it's nothing like that game, so it's right. a total war game. But you do have crews, on, you have crews on the boats, and you can send, like, I expect it's a bit like having a unit on the battlefield. You, you can sort of uh, direct them to board another ship and yeah. you go up and you, you grapple them and you, you jump yeah. over and, and you fight. If it's spanning this narrow slice of time, does that mm. mean each turn is going to represent less of a... I expect it'll be, it'll be six-month turns. They'll work it out. <laughs> 250 turns. Uh, and it does, have, it does have land combat, although they wouldn't let us see that. Which is very minor. They, talk, they talked about it extensively yes. as well, and it just sounds amazing. Mainly because if, if you like men in red coats forming squares, yes. is there something about a horse? Yeah, there's um, fly, flying dead horses in it. <laughs> yeah. um, flying so, dead horses. Well, yeah. So one of the, the basic tactics of the time is how many rifles you can point at your enemy at a certain time because muskets, not muskets. Rifles. Yeah. So um, if you fire a lot of, ri- of muskets at a certain amount of enemy, you can. Expect to do more damage than if you fire less. Obviously, muskets are quite difficult to aim. In so one of the basic tactics is they're not rifles. because they're not rifles. Oh. Uh, you line your men up and you fire. When you when you actually take the shot is important because if there's a load of cavalry charging at you, if you fire too late, the musket balls kind of bounce off your armor or bounce off your thing. You don't really, really do much fire damage too early. if you fire too early. Right. If you fire too late, um, if you fire too late. And you hit, you'll do lots of damage, but the horses will carry on going. They'll be too close to you, though. Yeah, the momentum yeah. will carry them forward. Hence the flying dead horses. horses. Flying dead horses. Although, presumably, the horses themselves won't be dead, will they? I mean, well, it depends, it depends if um, flying, dying if playing horses just sounds rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> flying, dying horses. I would like, like, like hungry, hungry, hungry hippos. Aren't they? <laughs> 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 a much worse board game. So, I'm thinking, I'm guessing, now I'm quite excited by Empire Total I think it's going to be really good. I'm guessing there may be a few people out there thinking, this time period, possibly a little bit boring. It's got men in hats in. I don't like men in hats. I want to see more explosions or cavemen or something. So what would be, uh, Mr John Hicks, your ideal Total War setting? Yeah. Historical or futuristic, but a big grand strategy game. What setting? No, I was thinking about this because I'm kind of um, done with historical stuff, really. And, but... Also, also, there's been sort of futuristic stuff, and I wasn't completely sold on that. So I was trying to think of some sort of pr- present or near future thing where it's all some, it's something like you know, Dead Rising on the 360 or something like that, where you, you're kind of, possibly zombies, Genius. but it, it's, it's, zombies it's all in kind of city, you know, cityscapes. Maybe a bit, you know, like a kind of scale-up version of uh, a world in conflict or something yeah, like that. Okay. So it's kind of now or just yeah. around the corner, but with zombies. In. Uh, zombies would be an interesting thing. I, I, I just, I just like the, thing. the expansion pack. 
could yeah. be. Or, you know, the, I'm, sure, I'm sure the, actually, is, is there not already a mod for Total War? Yeah, that, Blue Lotus mod has yeah. um, kind of got zombies and mystical, mythical creatures mods, in it. The modders are always ahead of us. Uh, Tom, yeah. what about you? Um, my answer to where I would ideally like this game set is the same to my answer for that with any game, really, which is Warhammer 40,000. Because they tried to do something similar with Dark Crusade in that they kind of they had a campaign mode where you're mm. choosing which thing to invade and it was just rubbish. Those people kind of like responded to the novelty and thought, Oh, this is nice, I'm having some kind of input on the higher level. But it was really badly done and just fundamentally flawed and bugged and unfair. The AI just cheated, it could generate units when you couldn't and I think you make an excellent point, which is basically that that history doesn't really help the Total War guys. The kind of of campaigns that they want us to play are really only limited to a few periods in history where that could even feasibly happen. And they've done it in Shogun, they've done it in Medieval, and they've done it in Rome. There are not many other periods where you can actually influence a great deal of the globe, which is what we want. We want that scale. So you take something that's made up, like Warhammer. Warhammer? Warhammer. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's how it's correctly pronounced in France. <laughs> Warhammer. Yeah, Warhammer. <laughs> and you get that flexibility to do what the hell you want. Thanks, thanks, guys. Yeah. How about you, Timmy? What's, what's on your They'll mind? never ever do it, of course. No, well, because, yeah. Aren't they kind of just stuck on history, though? Um, but, but it's, it's business. You know, if, if somebody comes along with the right size check, then you never know. What I really want is for um, Relic or someone mm. who you know, works at the publisher who actually has Games right. Workshop licenses yes. to learn lessons from Total War and make a more intricate... And exactly. I mean, it's, it's not going to happen with Crave Assembly because Crave Assembly are owned by Sega who don't own the Warhammer license and THQ do own the Warhammer license and, and they're in with Relic. So it could, it, Relic could come, come around with a completely new take on, on strategy and that would be absolutely awesome. That said, I don't want Relic to hold back on making a Company of Heroes informed sequel to Dawn of War, which is just mm. about the RTS, about small-scale stuff and really kind of thing. Tim, any thoughts? Uh, well, there's two. You could do a really good Lord of the Rings one, um, which would be fantastic and enormously nerdy. I can see Jonty sighing already. <laughs> I'm yeah. just so yeah. bored of Lord of the Rings okay. games. But <laughs> you bored, you're bored of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been reading Zing. a brilliant book called Collapse by a guy called Jared Diamond, and it's all about how civilizations collapse. And... Um, I want to do one, uh, or I'd love to play a game based on either Easter Islands, Total War. Easter Islands, <laughs> Total, <laughs> Total War. Honestly, there's a lot of history there. It's very. Is it going to have some tank units based on those big heads where they only <laughs> sprout spider legs and start scuffling <laughs> cool? Yes, essentially. Um, and Anasazi Total War as well, which is uh, like an American settlement of Indians, one of the first big American settlements. Uh, and it's fascinating. End, ends in disaster and cannibalism. So you know it's okay. got awesome. perfect end game basically. Yeah. I think that, I think they'll go future. It'd be like Battlefield, where they, you know eventually they, they, they run out of. Uh... I don't think they will ever go future because the guy who runs Creative Assembly is an enormous history nut. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I want Rome too, please, if you're listening. Yeah. I just love Rome. It's great. Yeah. I think the Rome period's kind of the one. Well, I'm not a huge Total War player, but from an outside perspective, Rome's just the the most kind of. Bloody and romantic era. They had the best the hats, bottom line. <laughs> yeah. More importantly. Yeah. So, what else has been going on? Um, also, in the new issue, you're going to find um, a, a fun little article by Timmy on BlizzCon. Because Tim went to BlizzCon a couple of weeks ago. And um, it's the usual gathering of, of Blizzard fans, Warcraft and Starcraft and Diablo fans. They all get together and do very strange things. Tim, what were the funniest things that you um, saw at BlizzCon? Uh, a very short man rocking out to the Goldshire theme tune. 
the, what, the, the tune that plays the, when, when you go into the pub in Goldshire. It's yeah. least suited to rocking out. Yeah, it's ever. like a kind of loot, <laughs> loot theme. And when you say a very short man, do you mean like a gnome, dwarf? Or mm. Tommy Tellerico. He's, uh, he did the music for Advent Rising. I know I'm not really kind of settling. Okay, <laughs> he's, uh, he runs a, a, a kind of outfit called Video Games Live. Uh, which oh, is that's um, on the London again recently. Yeah, you should it go. Is for London games. Go because it's absurdly, unexpectedly entertaining. Mainly because I think the people running it think they're slightly cooler than they actually are. <laughs> Hence, um, playing the Goldshire theme tune, and you think that's cool. you're not getting invited. <laughs> yeah. Electric guitar, um, Goldshire theme tune, short man, properly moshing. How, how short? I mean, is he real? I, I, um, Tim's gesturing uh, um, about three, knee height. three feet high. No, sorry. That's a bit unfair. <laughs> he's, he's quite short. <laughs> right. We're never going to get invited to video games like, oh, oh God. You're going to invited to BlizzCon again. No. What, what else did you see? Um, I saw a woman with a horse's backside getting chatted up by a famous American comedian. Shoot. Oh, and I saw Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> Was he dressed Was it actually Macaulay Culkin? It was Macaulay Culkin. He's really short. Was he dressed like an elf? No, he wasn't. He was dressed like Macaulay Culkin. Was he setting zany pratfalls for people? <laughs> <laughs> was he the one rocking out to the gold show, I think? No, he wasn't. <laughs> so he's not that short? No. I, but I, I, he, I, he looks just like Macaulay Culkin. That's, that's <laughs> the real thing. Is he still nine years he's old? He's a lookalike contest. Yeah, he's, he's literally just exactly like Kevin. Are you sure it wasn't a gamer dressed up as Macaulay Culkin? It was Macaulay Culkin. Wow. So, so he's Macaulay got... Culkin like a, a, a whale fan then? Yeah. Is that what he's doing now? Yeah. And they had, they had these... Starting uh, off a number of rumours, actually, because they announced that the big Warcraft movie is taking place and Macaulay Culkin and Brendan Ruth were there. God. Brendan Ruth was um, Superman, the last yeah. Superman. So Macaulay Culkin for a gnome. Um, no Malone. No. <laughs> oh! <laughs> right, get out. I'm gesturing towards the door. <laughs> that's, that's not... I mean, I have my doubts about a World of Warcraft movie anyway, but you've got Macaulay Culkin and Brendan Ruth in it, yeah? All you, all you need is like Lou Diamond Phillips and <laughs> let's just, let's just draw, draw a line under this and put it straight to video. Directed by Uwe Boll. This is just genius. Oh, that's tight, isn't it? There's the yeah. post, postal movie. Um, Who's sending Kieran? Uh, Quentin. Quentin's going. Yeah. Quentin's going yeah, to see Postal. Gonna, he's going to tell us all postal, about the movie. Yeah, and I think Uwe's going to be there as well. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Could we ask Quentin to challenge Uwe to a fight? Quentin would lose. <laughs> Quentin would be this up for it. Yeah, that's the thing. Quentin fight to himself. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Is that a sign of your BlizzCon zaniness? Pretty much. I, I wanted you to tell me about the, the hot, the hot girls gyrating, but you know we can we can do without that, I suppose. Well, there are there are there's uh, plenty, plentiful BlizzCon stuff online. There's, I was just having a look on YouTube, and there was. I don't know if this if this was on if this was this year's or last year's, but there's just there's one where they got all the people up to kind of. It's a prize for who can make the most realistic um, impersonation well, that of, happens every of Warcraft year, yeah. entity. Mm. And they were rubbish. <laughs> I would have thought, it's in America. Surely you could get some Brooklyn wise guy to come along and just do, be a goblin with his actual voice. But no, well, it was just... It was they, do, the, they do say America's got talent, so... You know, you would, uh, yeah, not based on these... They say Britain's got talent. It shows you what they know. Yeah. Mm. Um, also in this new issue is a, a feature about how dangerous um, playing computer games is. Uh, it's quite a terrifying feature, actually. John, I don't think you've read this yet, but I will, I will warn you. you need You're to... dead. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, all, we're all going to die of PC gaming, basically. <laughs> uh, unless we know. do something about it immediately. Sit up straight. Sit up straight. Now. Don't eat that. Don't play this for too long. Get up, have a rest, take some exercise, and it's all quite scary. Um, but it's, it's very good. It's, it's um, you know, I mean, it's, this is real stuff. You know, we, we've consulted with 
actual proper experts and everything. Who, who actually do exercise. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and we heard Alec, Alec, um, Alec Meir, who wrote this feature, um, calling the chiropractors and um, physicians that he talked to while he was researching this feature, while we were playing Counter-Strike at lunchtime. So in between the screams of the dying and us all kind of <laughs> slouching in our seats, we just hear him saying, okay, and so if somebody did play, say, around that amount per day, was, is there anything they can do to offset that? Nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> They're all doomed. I'm sorry, did you say your body would cannibalise itself? <laughs> <laughs> so there's all kinds of, of, of terrifying things and, and repercussions for your back and your... Uh, your brain and your eyes and all that jazz. Um, we're, we're all obviously uh, beautifully fit and healthy young men. Um, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Yes, I, I don't think I've ever fitted into that category, even even with. Well, at any we're, point, we're, I was beautiful and we young. Didn't, and we, you know, we, we at least managed to walk in here ourselves, unaided. But, <laughs> has anyone given? But for how long? It's one up over last month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in wheelbarrows. Has anybody actually given? Just unload piece of game over there, please. <laughs> <laughs> has anybody actually given themselves a real proper injury? from just sitting at a computer too long. Has anyone actually felt physically disabled by our, by our hobby? Tim is raising his hand, and so is John, and so is Tom, which is, you know, this is radio, guys. You can't raise your hands. <laughs> I was just you? following suit, and I noticed, <laughs> noticed you were narrating who was raising their hands, so I thought oh, it was... Bless. That's very, that's very sweet yeah. of you. It's internet radio, you know what I mean. Um, uh, well, that's everyone except me. Actually, I do have a bit of RSI on my left hand. Um, I've injured mice <laughs> playing games. <laughs> For I mean, a second I, I, there, I honestly thought you meant real mice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I still do. Yeah, every, I have a tank next to my yeah, every, every time he gets, you know... Every time uh, I lose in Battlefield, I just take out a <laughs> screwdriver. And <laughs> um, no, actual oh, mice, as in computer mice. Um, whenever I die, and I don't feel it was entirely just in Battlefield 2142 or Battlefield 2. Do you ever feel that it is just? Yeah, sometimes, you know, you're fair enough. But he was a sniper, I wasn't. Can I make it any more obvious? <laughs> and, but you, but, you, but so, so you've broken mice. Well, you know, but you can buy a new mouse. You can't buy a new spine. Yeah. Well, How's you your can, posture? We still get ourselves You can buy about two out. new mice and then you start you to run out of money. Did you just think we should get our prostate checked out? No, posture. I said we should get ourselves oh, checked out. I thought you said prostate. Oh, you Are said you posture? About prostate? No, I thought you said prostate then. No, posture. All right, yes. okay. I don't think... That's, that, that's one. If you ever do a podcast, guys, I'm sure that's... YouTube gold. Yeah, okay. Okay. Then Actually, I, I, have think, I think if you hold, if you if you if you're d- desperate for the loon, you would just hold it in. Um, you could probably damage your prostate while playing games. I thought that's um, that's good for you if you hold it in. I it wasn't good for the so. person who died holding their Wii for a week. Yes, was it? and and that's one of those things you can get with um, Korean um, StarCraft players who are obviously the go-to guys for yeah. yes. uh, gaming related. Go-to guys for death. <laughs> um, those who don't Definitely die, laugh. I we think, don't. develop. You can develop like urinary tract infections by uh, not going to the toilet for long I enough. I think we missed that out of our feature. Uh, Should have got you to write it, didn't we? Yeah. Well, actually, just just to reciprocate, the um, we're doing a feature in uh, Windows Vista magazine about um, healthier gaming foods, and um, so they. And it, yeah, it's is, kind is of he touching. He's, he, no, he's he's trying to get an advert for his. Oh, own magazine, ridiculous! No, I, I How dare you? <laughs> it's just the one thing, but the, the actual foods we did come up with um, are pretty awesome. It turned it. It's just the most ridiculous combination of like pills and magic water and uh, like yakels. I think no, yakels. Yeah. One of those kind of horrible long life milk drinks and onions. Apparently, if you're, if you're, if you're playing onions. games, just gnaw on an onion and oh, go God. Just munch on one. Why? Uh, um, I cannot remember the. Do they have caffeine in? What about jerky? Uh, mm, jerky didn't feature. Jerky. Caffeine works for a short term boost, but it's ultimately very bad for you. In fact, most of it, it, it was, as is, as is most health advice, it's like, no, all the stuff that's actually kind of enjoyable is bad. 
onions aren't going to be good because as soon as you start eating them, you're going to start crying. And that's going to interfere with no, your that's game. That's really going to get off your Twitch gaming. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But we have always been waiting for games that make you cry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Let's take that. You know, the sequel to Fahrenheit comes just with some onions. <laughs> 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 so, so no, no one's ever given themselves any serious... Drawn blood. Drawn blood? Your own? Yep. Yeah. That would be strange if it wasn't. Um, it's already been talking about those mice again. Yeah. <laughs> My Antec P180 case, which is excellent in all other respects, is incredibly sharp. <laughs> uh. And there's like a little catch on the inside of the plate that you have to put onto the side at the last minute. And yeah, it just kind of gouged a chunk out of my finger. I was saying, kind of hardware-related injuries is that when because I, I got RSI, I think when I was playing the original Red Alert, which I played religiously with some like really horrible, you know, mouse. Um, obviously, mouse technology back then was very crude. It was just a lump of wood with some nails in it or something. But I got really bad RSI, which <laughs> that wasn't a mouse. Rest of us had mouse with like balls in and sensors and everything. Yeah, that's, um, I kind of got a really bad RSI and and made it worse because I didn't want to stop actually playing Red Alert. So that was a bad thing. And the and the other. Um, injury I got was from another mouse which is one of the old Razer mouse designs and they produced this gaming mouse it's supposed to be for gamers and it was genuinely the least comfortable device I have ever used you know, like, you know your hand started hurting more or less immediately and I think if you would use it for longer than an hour you'd develop gangrene or something like that it was just <laughs> have, we just, have we just slandered or libeled somebody no, it was a particular. No, it was it was one it was one product, and actually the, the new uh, Razer mouse, which is the Habu one, which which oh, Microsoft yeah. does, yeah, beautiful, which is actually it's actually really good. But this particular um, design was uh, was hateful. Yeah, it's all in the past now. Mm. Um, there is there is of course a serious angle to this to this this feature, which is that if you follow some of the advice in here or even all of it, you'll actually be able to play games for longer without being in immense pain. And <laughs> I find this to be very very useful. When I was in the midst of my World of Warcraft addiction. Um, I would find that you know I could only play for about three or four hours before my eyes got really sore. I'd have to actually go outside and, and force myself to focus on things more than about 100 yards away just to try and relieve the pain in my Is eyes. Is your monitor 100 yards away? No, no, but because, because you get so used to... <laughs> Actually, that would be a good fix, though, without wireless mouse and keyboard. It needs to be a really big monitor. <laughs> incidentally, we have reviews of really big monitors in this month. Not that well. big. Um, but you know, I'd have to actually go outside and get, get some more access. But if you set up your PC and your screen and your desk and your chair and your mouse and your keyboard in exactly the right position as detailed in this feature, then you'll actually be able to play games for longer without getting um, uh, in enormous pain. Let it never be said that PC Gamer does not care for our readers. We do care for readers. <laughs> we want you to play games. We want you to play more. Please survive. <laughs> survive for as long as possible before being killed by your games. Um, you'll have more fun that way. Can I do my um, Half-Life story? What's the half-life? Every Friday night in the pub, he get, gets this one. This, this is we the have, last time you get to tell this. It goes on the podcast. It goes out to the public. Yes. We have to and then it's retired. I'm not going to tell it. We have I printed it. Before yeah, as well. we have printed it before. It's in the top 100. Uh, I, was at, recap. I was at boarding school uh, when Half-Life came out. And um, it came out on a... See, that shows how old I am. I was at, I was at PC Gamer when Half-Life came out. <laughs> I wasn't born. It's my nine year anniversary this week. I've been at Future Publishing nine years. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. You don't really care about my story. We've got to hit the end of it. Yes, we care. Is this one we For the nine people you haven't told it to? No. That's got nothing to do with Half Life. You weren't playing Half Life 2 in the Girls' Dawn, were you? Although I did creep through a vent. Yeah, then, then bashed over. Can yeah, keep that, it to like that's, that's, that's just one or two stories? Story. Story. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Jumped into the room and shot them all. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And uh, it was very good. I played the introduction, but I had to go back to lessons. And I decided I didn't want to go back to lessons. So I went into town, bought a bottle of cod liver oil, drank the whole bottle, puked on the matron's shoes, and said, you should need to stay in bed. So I went back to my room and played Half-Life until I completed it. Excellent. Speaking of Half-Life, as I'm not allowed to do. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have just come back from very Val. carefully about, about what you were about to yeah, say. Yeah, I, I can't say anything about like what I thought of it in terms of review and mm. you know the builds that I actually played when I was out there of everything in the orange box which is Team Fortress 2 Half-Life 2 Episode 2 and Portal but I think I can say things about what I already knew about it from preview stage yes and perhaps even comment that. a little on what's changed so in Portal there's a section where you you're given a um what's called a weighted companion cube <laughs> and it's just a box and there are, there are boxes rock. throughout the game there are hundreds and hundreds of them they get dispensed by um like these special machines all over the place. And uh, evidently they realised playtesters were just leaving this box behind that you actually needed later on in the puzzle. So in order to encourage you to take it with you, they have the voiceover talk about, um, here's your weighted companion cube. It will be a good friend to you throughout the following puzzles so that you actually get to pick it up. And uh, between when I previewed it and when I played it just last week, uh, as an extra kind of a layer of emotional attachment and another kind of incentive for you to take it with you, they've now painted a little pink love heart on the box. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it's the cutest thing ever, and it's no, no, that's, one of the that's best. That's totally going to be a, a type Beta tie merchandise, isn't it? Yeah. Buy it from the Valve no, store. Why don't they just put it in your inventory and I'll bring it up? There's no inventory in Portal. There's not even a HUD. It's um, very kind of minimalist and very pared down, and boxes are the only objects in it. Um, so you have to literally carry this thing with you, like in Trespasser. Yeah, kind of. Well, you don't use your hands; you use your Portal gun because you oh, use your yeah. Portal gun for everything. Okay. But yeah, they managed to make me care more for that little box than I do for most AI psychics in any game. <laughs> Alex? Uh, no, I think Alex no, probably still has the edge of it. Still desperately in love with Alex, aren't you? A little bit. Yeah. Can, can, can we put that box on hotornot.com? She now has more <laughs> polygons in episode two. Oh, um, bet she does. <laughs> Where are they? There's no double entendre there. Polygons are just They're polygons. In her beautiful eyes. Uh, they seem to be mostly in her face, actually, because she's got some, uh, some expressions which I haven't seen before, and I can only assume that's... Oh, spoilers. There are, My mind there boggles. But there's also um, little things they've done to the model so that her belt is no longer glued to her. It can move slightly on her waist and her jacket is slightly detached from See, the rest Did you of notice all this stuff? Were you no, the reason, I, the reason I know it is because I had enough time to go back and listen to the commentary afterwards and <laughs> <laughs> tell you this. But they also make the point that the whole point of this is that you shouldn't notice it. If you notice it, then it looks odd and it's unnatural and that right. means they failed. Yeah. So everything they do, they spend hours and hours working on is so that you won't Did, even know. I hate, have you ever done that thing? Good. Have you ever done that thing in Half Life, on Half Life Two rather, where you just stay in one place with Alex, you just move around her slowly just to look at her? <laughs> no. 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 no, 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 no. That, that would be a creepy stalker thing to do. Yeah. That would be really wrong. So, oh, and also, so what, what Tom is what Tom is trying not to mention is that uh, we're going to be reviewing uh, Orange Box, and the game is in the Orange Box. Um, that's our issue going to be out September the 27th. Yeah. yeah. Which seems like so, so long away, but it's not. I have another tiny, tiny fact that I think it's probably safe to reveal. Um, if you've ever let... Can you say probably? Can you, if you ever let Alex <laughs> or... Can, can you do it in sign language so we don't, we don't like record, you know, broadcast it? If you ever let Alex die in Half-Life 2 or no, drop the buggy off the edge of the cliff or done something that otherwise screws you over or you've refused to accept the contract at the end of Half-Life 1, you'll know it fades to black and you get a little thing, like subject, Gordon Freeman terminated for you know, failure to preserve mission-critical resources. When you die in Episode 2, you don't get that. You get something else. And I won't say what it is. Ooh, he's such a tease. <laughs> Tantalising. But the, yeah. the idea is that the G-Man is no longer your handler. Uh, no, he's not, because it's not Episode 1. He's not one. in control of you. 
Um, the Bulls. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the Bulls gone through though. Although there are, shall we say, unforeseen consequences of that. Oh, he did that. Did, did you just put your fingers <laughs> together? Of the if only this was a vidcast, everyone could have appreciated that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Tom does sinister very well. <laughs> uh, good. Right. What else is in that that new issue then? We were talking about um, we were talking about uh, games in which you drive around and shoot stuff. <laughs> and two makes a trend, right? That's what a magazine's about every month. Two, two is a coincidence. Drive around, drive and shoot around. stuff. Drive around, and shoot I stuff. I believe I believe that's quite extensive. You mean in a, in a in a do that in episode two in an apocalypse <clears throat> scenario? Yeah. Shall I be a bit more clear? We're talking <laughs> about Rage, which is its new game. We've yes. got a little scoop in there on Rage. What little is known about it so far? Um, and it's going to have a man. The thing we know about it is going to have a man with a potato sack on his head. Yes. Yeah. And then there's Gearbox's new game, which is called Borderlands. Borderlands, which is quite a dull name for a game. Um, but what what I really want to talk about is when you when you turn to the page in the magazine with this Rage scoop on it. It's a one page story. It's near the front, and uh, the biggest bit on it is a is a picture of a man close up his face, and he he bears an expression not so much of rage <laughs> as. That's Mild puzzlement. Constipation. That name was too long. Mild puzzlement is not a good game name, <laughs> so they've obviously gone with Rage. I was just thinking, what else? What what other games should uh, should we make about you know uh, about human emotions? Rage being taken, obviously. Tender. Tender. Yeah. Tenderness. Yeah. yeah. Tenderness. Or feeling tender. Yeah. yeah. Can you do your, your tenderness face? Well, tender just could just be like. He looks puzzled. Really, you know, I, I went to the gym yesterday. You know, I, I don't. I don't think that's. Yeah. A, like, <laughs> no, no, playing playing most Wii sports games. That yeah, you know, yeah. causes That's all the exercise we get. Yeah. it's going to um, keep us alive. That's the plan. The feeling of having just missed a bus. Ooh, that's quite long. We have a big box for that. <laughs> that, that that's kind of mild consternation. As well, <laughs> yeah. Consternation. Uh, total consternation. Constellation, total war. boredom. Total mm. bore. Uh, um, you know, I've played a lot of extremely boring games. Yes. I've actually yeah. reviewed a couple of extremely yes. boring games you, in the pages of BCM that, very recently. Well, you see, see John, John sits uh, in, in the same office as us, but, but about 20 yards away with, with his um, Windows-loving cronies. And, <laughs> and whenever some really, really bad games come into the PC Gamer office, we kind of cackle a bit and point towards John to say, shall we, shall we, shall we give him to John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I get to review such AAA classics not, as Transformers: The Game. Yes. Which actually, aside, I put this in uh, Play Faster in the, in the current issue, but the um, the support page for Transformers: The Game on PC is just this huge list of kind of mea culpas in which they admit that all the faults are unfixable and they know about them. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you can't transform under a bridge. Yeah. You can't Sorry turn HDR that. on. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can't control the planes with the mouse. Yeah. And it's just. Rubbish. Like, <laughs> why did you bother? You know, it, it's, it, it's not. I mean, it's, it's top of the all formats charts, I think. But you know, the PC one just not in there. Has anyone Fair been on. made to cry by a game other than John Walker, who isn't present? Uh, but might have just shouted out, "Yes!" Only, only when I'm eating onions, <laughs> munching on an onion, as you do. Yeah. All right. Well, that was the kind of Playing the, a bit the, of peggle. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, <it's> so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I have to say, you know, the way Peggle kind of relies on on um, on the Ode to Joy to kind of lift, lift you at the end. Yeah, that, I, I, I think that's, that's, that's a very yeah, that's a very cheap way for games to be emotional, and, um, and, I, and I think <laughs> they, they should do, do that more often. Yeah, like more, you know, terrible. I just, think, I just yeah. think it's not going to really work in a kind of terrible death scene. Like, I'll tell you what, oh, yeah, oh, sw- uh, swelling, uh, yeah. you know, violin then, music. I killed, dun, I killed dun, the Pope in Medieval Two yesterday. 
I, I, I got back from... Um, Did you I, cry? Well, <laughs> Saturday, to, to put, put into perspective, I went to my sister's birthday party on Saturday, came back on Sunday, very hungover, on about three hours sleep, and all I wanted to do was play Medieval 2 to take away the pain of my enormous hangover. So I fired up Medieval 2 and, um, and got really, was stuck into it. And the Pope was giving me a bit of grief, as you do, uh, as, as he does. And so I thought, well, hell, I'll just send my best assassin after him. And, uh, and he killed him. Uh, and I was so happy um, that I nearly did start crying because w- when I'm hungover, I get very, very emotional. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I'll be watching cartoons and I'll start crying. Oh, Pokemon is so cute. <laughs> um, and I was just so overjoyed. I, I nearly wept. I nearly wept, <laughs> I nearly wept at Portal. Um, Portal? From laughing. Right. And yes. I, didn't, I didn't cry at episode two, but according to the commentary, one of the voice actors did cry when they read the script. Oh, that's tough. I say, I've, I never. I mean, obviously, I must have like Heart of Stone or something like that. I've never actually got close to crying during a game, but there, there is stuff like um, I get about Fahrenheit again was actually kind of emotional, and and, and actually uh, Darkness, which isn't on PC yet, I assume it will probably show up sometime. Um, Starbreeze, well, yeah, yeah, Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. Um, well, they, they took their time. People are kind of quite quiet about Darkness going to PS2, PC, yeah. PC rather than <laughs> 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 which Magri is very rubbish. It is, it, is, it is a bit rubbish, but it does do that Fahrenheit thing at the beginning where you There's have to... There's an amazing scene in it at the start, actually. You, yeah. th- you talk about the girlfriend bit. Yeah, where you, yeah. Get to, where you get to sort of sit down and watch telly. That, that's another great <laughs> thing, actually. Amazing. They, they went, is there anything good on? Do you get to change yeah, there, Yes, there is, because yeah. they went to... Um, they just got a bunch of royalty-free TV footage, actual TV footage, so you can go in there and watch. I mean, some of it, admittedly, is presumably a developer's brother's rock band or something. Absolutely terrible <laughs> hair rock. And actually, the protagonist in Darkness does look like he is in a terrible um, rock band. But um, it's also got the whole of the man with the golden arm. It's got all these episodes <laughs> of um, Flash Gordon yeah, he's got and other stuff. And you can just sit there. Well, I was absolutely charmed by this. You could sit there and watch the whole of the man with the golden arm with you, with your girlfriend lying in your lap. But this is the amazing thing: is that I was playing, I was playing in the darkness with Anna, and there was a moment where I was in the darkness. I was sitting watching TV with my girlfriend. And Anna basically twigged this, and I was just kind of sitting there, hoping she wouldn't <laughs> notice that I was sitting with my girl. <laughs> and then, I was sitting with my girlfriend. And like then, that. of course, and then it comes up: achievement unlocked, romance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, points. you're in, you're in, you're in <laughs> some trouble there. <laughs> well, and the emotion front is, um, and I was thinking about this because in preparation for Bioshock, which isn't out quite yet, um, and no, I know it's have out it. in four Friday. days. Friday. Yes. Yeah, by the time you hear this. And and I was experiencing Bioshock related frustration this weekend so I started playing System Shock 2 again which yeah. um, which was actually a, um, a little bit alarming because I had to get it running on Vista which uh, took a while because obviously it's a game designed Why? for I was going <laughs> to talk about because this, this is a game <laughs> this is a game designed basically for Windows 98 so it, it doesn't run automatically on Windows 2000 um, so you have to do sort of jump through quite a few hoops to do it and then I got it all set up and then I sort of started playing it and then I realised I was actually a little bit too scared to start playing it <laughs> I was like I'm going to go in and it's going to be there's going to be like hybrids and things are chasing me and I think very few games I've actually heard. scare me like that and I've even heard. fear which is you know you would think mm. is quite scary is, uh, <laughs> is, not, is not nearly as scary as, as, as Shock 2 I've heard this quite a lot from people that they like it seems to be an actually serious problem that most people haven't completed System Shock 2 simply because they became too scared and had to stop playing. Yeah. I shudder to think what people can do with Bioshock. Mm. Yeah. Yes, don't say any more, Tom, because I haven't played it yet. And I'm going on holiday for two weeks now, and I won't get the chance to play it until I come back. Spoiler, it's really scary. <laughs> well, there is... Because um, uh, Kieran Gillen, uh, freelance extraordinary, has played it. And he was saying that apparently there, there is one... Actually, I think you said it in your review as well. Actually, there's, there's one spoiler in it, which is 
akin, you know, very short spoiler, which is a bit like Bruce Willis is a ghost grade it's, spoiler. It's three words. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned this in my review kind of tantalisingly, intentionally trying to annoy people. Um, just saying three words to spoil it for you. And somebody started a thread on the official forums speculating as to what those three words are. And it's now 15 <laughs> pages long. Brian <laughs> <laughs> is your father. You are Ryan. It's all a dream. You did this. Uh, one of them's don't shoot glass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can you tell us what one of those words is? The least spoiler. No, 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 Ross, no. don't do this. Uh, is it something like you or the or are? You is in it. You is. Oh, in it. oh. no! <laughs> Let's move on. Is it you are empty? You cocks. <laughs> the, the reason I allow myself to say that is because it's completely misleading. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Mm. Good. Um, how, how are we doing for time, boys? What are we? Um, is it time to go back and do some yeah, work? Who cares? No. Uh, I did want to ask one more question, last question of the day. Um, and uh, I'm glad that you mentioned uh, Windows Vista just now, John. <laughs> here it comes. Because, well, you know, since you're here and since you're the only, who, only, only one who really knows what they're talking about when it comes to Windows. By the way, this is actually true. No one else at Future Publishing knows anything about Windows except John Hicks. Um, Hence his <laughs> enormous position of power. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm flattered, but uh, I may have to. Windows pick you up Vista, any good for gaming? What's the like, absolute official bottom line? Oh, I think from Microsoft. And actually, no, it's not from Microsoft. <laughs> this is this is from um, again. This is from Kieran Gillens, an independent source, sort of. Um, and he's talking about World in Conflict, which is another uh, another hot new game. And um, and that's um, I think. The first game that's uh, come along in which people are saying, actually, you know what, this is better, obviously, because it does all the sort of DirectX 10 stuff. And apparently, it's, um, I've not played it um, very much myself, but um, apparently, it's really special. If you've got, say, something like you know, a mid-range PC at the moment that's capable of Bioshock, for example, mm-hmm. and you, you have XP, is it worth upgrading to Windows Vista? That's the difficult question, isn't it? Because, I mean, if, if, you're, if, if you're buying or building a new PC now, get Vista with it. It makes sense. But... I mean, if, 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 you, if you know you don't have to upgrade for a year, PC-wise, is it worth switching to Vista? I would say for the... Um, certainly for the DirectX 10 stuff, because, again, because World in Conflict's coming on, uh, Crisis mm. is coming. What if you've got no, a really high-end DirectX 9 card and you're not going to get a DX10 card? Are you trying to get John to just say, <laughs> don't buy Vista? <laughs> Absolutely. No. What, 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 what I, you we know, just I'll, cut and paste that together from words he's already said. Don't buy Vista! Who should not upgrade to Windows Vista? Me. Mm. Um, well, no, old, older PCs. Although I have to say, um, I have a lot of old PCs. Um, most most of my PCs are kind of built built from old scrap, and I'm running Vista on them, and actually, it's fine. There was some initial problem with drivers, and I have to say, when it first when Vista first came out back in back in January, like loads of hardware manufacturers just completely failed to get their act together. So there was lots and lots of stuff that didn't work. Um, now it's it's pretty much all right. I don't. I mean, obviously there there are, there are still some problems out there. There are still you know there's always cases, but you know. If your PC is a, you know, up to a couple of years old, actually, because I'm, I'm running it on some really kind of fairly tired kit, and you know, like my uh, laptop is like sub one gigahertz with 512 megabytes of shared memory, and it's and it's a it's a bit slow. It can do with some more memory, but it, you know, it it can mm. take it. So it's not the hardware requirement isn't as as dramatic as was initially feared. So I discovered something absolutely extraordinary about DirectX 10 when I was at Valve. Well, um, which is that you don't need it to have DirectX 10 features. <laughs> the Team Fortress 2 stuff, you know that there is that trailer of the heavy with all the facial animation things, things that can be done on DirectX 10? Yes. It's not running under DirectX 10. In fact, they don't run DirectX 10. They do it all with DirectX 9 software, 
but use features that only DirectX 10 cards can support. So you don't need Vista or DirectX 10 to actually get these features. So developers can, if they want, do all this stuff that doesn't require Vista or DirectX 10, but which takes advantage of DirectX 10 cards. That's, that's witchcraft. Yeah, it's witchcraft. <laughs> I'm also slightly confused. Um, what have you got to say about that, Mr. Hicks? I don't know, I would guess, I'm not 100%, the, uh, the, the whole DirectX 10 pipeline I'm a little bit flaky on, but I would expect the answer is, and certainly the, the way that uh, DirectX 10 is, is, is pitched at developers is, you know, it's easier to do this sort of thing. So you can, I mean, in the same way that people can write, you know, 3D games on mobile phones or anything, I'm sure any, anything's possible. Um, it's, I expect, I don't know, but I expect it's probably easier to go, actually, let's just write to DirectX 10 APIs rather than go, you know, going back to DirectX 9 and really turning it up until it squeaks. I think the problem at the moment is that with only 1 in 20 gamers running Vista, roughly at the moment, uh, is that no one is prepared to make a game that is Vista only, DirectX 10 only. Um, it's just, it's just uh, cutting out far too much of your potential audience, even if your game isn't coming out for so a year. What's hap- that's what happened with it, isn't it? Is it Rage, they're saying... DirectX 10. Yeah. Well, that's because they like using their own technology. Well, it's in the same way that, you know, direct, uh, developers don't... I mean, this, this is got, kind of gives the light to kind of high-end graphics hardware, is that no developer in their right mind would ever write a game mm. that would only run on the top-end, absolutely top on a graphics card, you know, because yeah. actually what people have is, is those cheap kind of 40 quid ones, so you have to optimise for that. You know, you have to shoot for the, you know, the lowest competent yes, modes all the time. Or what those people will have in a year's time. Yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm sure it, mm. it will be some time before, because you know, XP was out for years and years and years before you got to a game. It was, wasn't Battlefield Two was the first one that didn't run on yeah. those two thousand. Yeah, I remember having trouble with that. Can yeah. I um, bring up a really interesting fact? Please do, because we're getting a bit serious there. Mm. Um, that thirty-two uh, bit operating systems, including this, <laughs> you say you're really fun <laughs> wait, 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 um, can't support four gigs of memory. So essentially, we've reached the, the limit of. What's our operating s- the amount of RAM our operating systems? I'm quite disappointed in that comment, though. It's not very fun and interesting. It does mean that people who are going out and buying, buying their sort of pimped rigs, as I, I believe like, the, the street vernacular is, um, <laughs> is that you need, you need a six foot. It's not on the street. <laughs> so, uh, I don't, I don't, 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 don't go on the street, huh? Well, they're modern my carriage. <laughs> <In> the <back laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so, so you need a six. <laughs> You need 64-bit to um, to access uh, big chunks of memory, which and is which is which is a fundamental limitation of, I believe, all 32-bit operating systems. But basically, nothing, no games run on 64-bit operating systems without kind of some severe, severe think. jiggly pokery. Uh, does this mean the end of the world for PC gaming? Yes. Yeah. No, it does. It, it means again, it's going to come down to drivers as well. Actually, look, don't deny me my apocalypse. <laughs> yes, 64-bit, as with everything, you know, as with Vista, you know, the hard, if the hard manufacturers go off and do their 64-bit drivers, and I'm sure everything will be fine. And, and, and also, I think there is um, certainly, I think Unreal 2003, I think they did a version of it just for 64-bit. This is what I mean, though. The only game that's left is Unreal 2003. It's like the cockroach <laughs> of gaming after everything else has worked out. <laughs> well, on, on that bombshell, as Jeremy Clarkson, mm. Clarkson would say... Uh, and Alan Partridge. Did he? Oh, yeah, okay. Alan Partridge, famous for endings. Um, uh, we're going to have to stop there because uh, we're running out of time. We'd better go back and do some work. Also, John has to get back to his office. So probably and I still haven't eaten 24 hours and have a sandwich right here. <laughs> and, oh, no, we didn't eat it because, because... Oh, what? Just have I was 20 just, minutes of Tom rustling with his sandwich? No, just let's talk to Tom and keep him. Oh, okay. I was too gentlemanly to eat oh, it during the... Let's see. Mm-hmm. Well, we better go and let Tom eat. Um, thank you very much for, for listening. And um, goodbye, uh, everybody. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye. Yes. Wow, enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we hope you'll join us again next time. Bye bye.